0: gets a steal though. Out and running. He's going to look to take off. Oh! Devon Gilmore. Team Hotel Montanotte from Glanmar. And they're starting five. Onya McKenna, Nive Dwar, Dwar, Marie Breen and Tamitza Bacic. That's been put home by Emmett Donnelly and that's his first field goal of this final. 26 points for Rachel Van der Waal. Since anyone has said this, Neptune have won the Cup.
1: And then final, Tralee Tigers versus Celestia. I'm here with Adele Thornton, the first player
0: in Irish basketball history to win MVP, 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 MVP with the under 18 MVP, MVP, and the under 20. Detect denied and victory for UCC Demons.
2: It's Garvey's Tralee Warriors have come out winners. 45 points in made 3 point shots from C.J.
3: Foulden. The Huskies
2: have retained their title They are by our club winners
3: for a big time. Second, Kosha Nash and Glamour, moving second, Ackermann will score on, Roch on, Prim, but then on, oh, to the Colisex, Kosha Hart, Kosha it a DCU.
2: Okay, hi everyone, you're all very welcome to our Women's uh, Cup semi-final panel podcast. Delighted to welcome back Niall McDermott, also joined today by Claire O'Sullivan and Paul Carr. Guys, thanks so much for joining me.
1: I'm glad, I'm glad to be here. No
2: problem. Good stuff. Claire. I'll, I'll go to you first. Um, you're not playing this year. What's it like watching the league um, from the stands? Is it different this year? Uh, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I... Um... Oh, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Not, not playing, but I'm enjoying the the year off too. Um, Emma, my daughter is only small, you know, so I feel like I'll be missing out on her. Um, but the full commitment to Super League, so, but yeah, still keeping a close eye on the Swish app and uh, the games every weekend and uh, looking forward, yeah, to the to Cup semis coming up in January, obviously a big month and very excited, yeah, to, to follow all the games.
2: Uh, Paul, you're head coach with Swords Thunder in Division 1. Um, what's the standard of the league like in Division 1? How has it evolved maybe over the last uh, two seasons or so?
0: Yeah, I think this year especially has taken a, a huge leap forward. I know like even in some of the pre-season games, there was a couple of the of the Division 1 teams, you know, beating some of the Super League teams. And even during the year, there's been a a, a couple of kind of friendlies and stuff like that there. I, I think the league has just just gotten really 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 good this year. Um some of the standards of the Americans has been very good, but also there's a lot of young Irish girls coming through as well, um which is great to see, you know, that next generation coming in. So, um the Northern Conference for, for us especially has been really really tough and although, you know, at the moment we're we're sitting joint top, top, you know, trying to get a playoff spot's going to be really difficult coming down the stretch because just there's so many good teams.
2: Claire, we were talking during the summer and we acknowledged during the episode about the young talent that's kind of coming up through the ranks in Ireland. Who are the people that's impressed you uh, during the league that's kind of made that jump from going away in the summer and coming back and, and pressing in the league at Super League and National League level? Um,
3: there, Yeah, there's lots. And just looking ahead, previewing the under 18 and 20, it's great to see some of the names that you would have kind of watched represent in Ireland during the summer and now they've made the step up to to super league level and are impressing there so well i suppose the likes of, of sarah are doing really well in um wildcats um then you have the likes of grace printer uh with trendy meteors and you know those girls kind of playing their own underage level but also impressing at super league level um the cluster team have girls under 20 that are on the roster and getting good minutes on the cluster super league women's team as well and yeah, no, like it's really exciting to watch, um, kind of the new generation coming through, um, and playing, kind of, big roles, um, getting more and more kind of of a role for their for their senior team.
2: Niall, did you get any angry messages after our quarterfinal preview? <laughs> not,
1: not, not this time. It had last year. And I'll probably get some after this one. You know, I made sure just to like, you know name drop the right people, and then if someone was losing, make sure and say like you know. Way they, way they could win, like you know, so I learned my lesson from last year. Um, but uh, so it was all positive this time.
2: What well, were the big um games for you in the quarterfinals Any particular big results that you've seen that we were discussing with Suzanne?
1: Um, yeah, some some of the big results for me. Well, the, the biggest result was probably like one we didn't discuss, and that was in the under 18 cup. Um, truly magic, um, beating Luffy Celtics to get through the semi final. Like, that's a that's a huge upset um i don't know i don't like many people seen that coming Luffy would have been one of the favorites they won the whole thing you know and, and that's like the the magic of the cup you know when you have a, a team like a, a team like tree magic who wouldn't have been in like the national cup semi-finals in previous years just come out and they play well on the day and, and they beat one of the favorites you know that's that's the beauty of the cup and uh, well deserved like and they'll be they'll, and I'm sure Luffy are well left and like the the seniors in the 20s so they've done okay as a club you know but that was a huge result the under 18s so that was one I was surprised by. Um Paul would like me burning up his game against um oblets. Um so we don't need to talk about that was that, right before. <laughs> but that was another upset, you know, and oblitz then went on to get in um to the semi-final. Um so they're they're in a great run, Like you know, um, because they haven't been a, a strong in the league. But again, that's the beauty of the cup, you know, find aren't going well in the league, but then like you get into the, the the cup and you go in a run and you can get there. Um the Celtics also, like they, they haven't had a, an easy run to the semi final. You know, they had to beat Huskies and then Temple Oak, two of the better teams, in Division One. And they really stepped up uh, and went in a great run in the Cup as well. So, like, that's what you want to see. Sort of like, you know, obviously a lot of like the favorites are there, like the likes of Luffy and Brunel in the Super League, who are doing extremely well in the leagues and they're there. But you also want to see those teams who maybe aren't the top two or three spots in the league making a run, you know, keeping their season going. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a great uh, competition so far. A good mix of, of upsets and then some of the more anticipated results, you know.
2: Yeah, I was actually at that under-18 Trillian Magic game and I think we'll we'll start with the under-18s and I'll go to that game, tree Magic versus Brunel. I was really impressed with, well, I was a neutral, I suppose, so it was a great, Great day for me. I was just kinda of sitting. I was actually in the Tralee side and uh the crowd were going mad at one point, just both sides just screaming on the girls. uh but I was really impressed with uh Holly O'Brien, really composed. I think Liffy kind of struggled that day a bit, but she they did um they did do very well to get over them. Um Paul, do you have any thoughts? Tralee Magic versus Brunel? Um I did I think it's the second game in the morning, but we'll we'll predict that one first.
0: Yeah, I I, I was kind of looking over some of the the stats and the Swiss chat for the the two teams and their and their runs through. So I think the thing that kind of popped out to me from Brunel's point of view is they had a big spread of scores. So like in the entire time they went through, you know, they had five, six different girls who had scored in double digits, Ava Walsh, Clodagh Downey, Abby Lyons, Richard Broaddor, Mia Lynch, you know, and even in that uh, quarterfinal game, they hit 11 threes, you know, which is is quite impressive at that age group as well. Shirley, I suppose, are the team that, that people aren't really aware of, as Nia said, we we all expected to see Liffey Celtics in, in there. So, you know, they're probably the underdog coming into this game as well, but obviously that doesn't phase them to go up um, two-leak slip and get the win there. The one thing I, I suppose that maybe I, I may lean a little bit more to Brunel with is probably two, two-fold one. Obviously, being at home and being in court, that that is a big advantage for them in, in the in the hall. But the other thing is, I suppose, looking at Tralee the whole way through, they only kind of had two players in double-digit scoring. Holly O'Brien, obviously, is the, the big one. You know, She had 23 against Liffey. And then Lucy O'Connor has been kind of getting there about, but I, I just like the spread of scoring from Brunel a little bit better. And, you know, I, I have a feeling if, if I had to go, go one way, not knowing a whole load about either team or seeing them that much, I'd probably just looking at the stats lean towards yeah, Brunel. I think
2: uh, Swiss app is telling me here that Mia Lynch at 5 3. So, again, that home advantage, that'll yeah. be massive for her and, and everyone else on that team. Um, Claire, any thoughts on that game? Yeah,
3: um, I was surprised as well at the result of upset upsetting Liffey. And when you look at that Liffey under-18 team and the Liffey under-20 team that will play in their semi-final, a lot of the girls, you know, would have been under-18 as well. So, um, you know, um, they'll go for the under-20 now, no doubt. But I, I think Chile will take a lot of confidence from from that win. And although they might be underdogs and, and travelling to court to play against a court team, but they will bring a lot of confidence from from that game um, I think Brunel being in three semi-finals uh, be very exciting for their club as well and um, as Paul said a lot of a kind of a, a good spread of scores as well and no doubt they'll play their their up-tempo uh, game and it'll be a, a really good game to watch
2: Nile, Rachel Bodren uh, someone you've coached before has moved uh, I think she was originally father matches to Brunel she's a massive addition for them
1: Yes, yeah, it's huge um, Brunel like <laughs> they don't need another talented guard like they're producing them like at every age group going through you can see like they're in all three semi-finals for a reason you know in the nice, Super League bench they've got so many young players there and it's, a lot of times teams have like a, a strong group and then like, the, the group behind is a bit weaker and then you may have another strong group of like, two or three of your just have players at every year coming through you know so that's a great credit to them um, and Rachel's a fantastic player um, he said came over from Fowler Matthews um, especially like in you know that's not really looked at as much as the defensive side of the ball you know she's the sort of player who and that could be a problem for tree magic you know because like as paul said where like they're relying on you know a couple of scorers, rachel's the sort of player who can just lock somebody down and you can just you can give her that job and say right she's not touching the ball she's not getting over the halfway line and that, that's what rachel can do for you you know and then like as as Paul also said, like there's so much so much talent on like the, the Brunel side. Um Eva Walsh, of course, her two older sisters playing as well. And she's really really skillful, talented player can score. Um, Abby Lyons, like they're just they're just so deep and they can score in bunches. Like so at home, it is hard to pass Brunel, given the talent they have, but the <laughs> uh the magic have done it once. You know, who says they can't do it again? Like they've, they've done it in Dublin, you know, so they can do it in court. I'm sure like, they'll lose a conference in that game, you know, a close win away to Liffey, one of the favourites. So like, they'll be they'll be coming on high. So, like, you know, it's the Cup, hands possible, but Burnell have to be the, the favourites going on, I would say.
2: I was, I was watching them in Liffey, and in fairness to them, they were down probably maybe 12 at one point and they came back so that was also massive uh, Lucy O'Connor also picked up two early fouls I think in the first quarter so she had to sit a bit so I think if she can stay out of foul trouble um Holly can stay on the ball maybe they could do it but as you say Ava Walsh for me has really improved this year I think she's going to have a massive semi-final hopefully um, she really impressed me in the under 20 quarter final. and again because of the um, kind of spread of scoring I'm going to tip it to Brunel home advantage as well if they can stay out of foul trouble I think they'll go for it. Um, but the uh, something I was talking to some um somebody previously was the, another point to make is the 3D Warriors are playing Saturday evening. So hopefully a 3D crowd go to that under 18 games. That could that could make a difference as well. I'll start off the prediction with uh, Brunel. Niall, I'm assuming Brunel, from what you're saying?
1: Uh Yeah, i have to have to go Brunel for that one.
2: Mm. Claire, are you thinking the same?
3: Yeah, I think of being in Cork, I'm going to go for Brunel for that one.
2: And Paul, you can round it off.
3: Yeah, I think Brunel as well.
2: Uh, moving on to the Cavan versus Meteors game. Um, defending champions, Meteors are back in the semi-final versus Cavan. um Claire, I'll go to you. Any thoughts on Cavan versus Meteors?
3: Yeah, well, Meteors being defending champions will bring a bit of confidence there um, from last year for themselves. Um, I know they've had a few injuries. I'm not sure Ashing Moore will be back, but, you know, they have a lot of Real balanced team, I think. Lots of threats on the floor. Um, Grace Prencher playing very well and scoring a big number there um, in their quarterfinal against Oblet. Um But on the other side, you have East Cavan Eagles who have a star, Emma Tolan, um, who had 33 points in her quarterfinal against Tullamore. So both teams, I think, won quite well in their quarterfinal. So, you know, have good, good momentum going into this, into this uh, clash. And... Yeah, I uh, I think it'll be a really good game. Uh, it'll Be good to kind of matchup, Grace Printer and Emma Tolman and I you know Meteors are defending champions, so they might might just edge it out this time.
2: Paul, any thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah, it'll be a good game. Um, I, I think Meteors obviously probably come into the game uh, as favourites. Obviously, they would have won the under sixteen AICC's a couple of back, uh, years back the a division. And they've been one of the top teams, and then obviously being defending champions and having a couple of players left over from that. Um, but yeah, Emma Tolan is, is such a big factor. I've been extremely impressed with her playing, um, nationally this year with with uh, East Cabin. She's already stepped up and being one of their key players. Um, and she affects the game in, in many different aspects, you know, it's not just scoring like the amount of rebounds she can get. And um, she just has uh has, has had a great season um at the National League level. So um I know she was uh, missing I think she she might have hurt her ankle at one of the schools games and she's been missing but for a while, but she has plenty of time to kind of rest that up and, and get back. Uh Lauren McFarland is obviously the kind of other player on that team then as well. She's played a few minutes at National League level and, and been on that uh panel as well. So um the the cabin team will be confident having someone like Emma, but again, I think maybe similar to the kind of Brunel and Tralee game is that, you know, Meteors have, have such a bigger spread of scores and more players that can maybe hurt you. Um, while the Eagles are, are, are a little bit more reliant on, on Emma, so it, it really kind of depends um, what Meteors can do with her and then obviously um, how the rest of the Meteors team uh, play along with, with Grace Printer and, and Kira Lynch.
2: Mm-hmm. you're edging it to meteors i presume then
0: yeah at the, at the moment i, I think I, I would edge towards meteors
2: Niall?
1: yeah this is gonna be a good matchup as far as i know um ashley won't be back in time um so ashley Marion, who's like you know phenomenal player for meteors she's like played uh you know irish teams the way through she was phenomenal in the cup final last year um really good score can shoot the ball from anywhere so like Having her missing is a massive blow for Meteors. Like they would have the strongest backcourt of any the underage of the female teams when her, her and Grace Prenter, like two like really, you know, top quality players, especially on the offensive end. You know, um, Emma Tolan's like a force of nature. <laughs> so, um, like, so like she's like as Paul said, like it's not just her scoring; it's like the defensive end of the ball, the rebounds, the steals, like. Whenever she was on our, on our Irish team with the Europeans, her like her FIBA efficiency score was off the charts. Because she would just like be getting steals, rebounds, block shots, you know, and she's an efficient scorer. So like, you know, Kevin will be relying on her a lot. But what she can do too you because she gets those steals and blocks and stuff, that normally creates easy scores for other guys because they get run outs and they get open shots. So it's it's gonna be a are definitely uh with Miss Ashley. But they're still a very talented team. They have Helena Clean in there as well. Another um really strong player. She'll have a big job in the day. I'd say she'll be guarding Emma and Emma Emma too, sort of like she's a hard player to guard because like like what position is she? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like she can play a guard, she can play a forward, she can play center, you know, especially at that age, you know, and she can also guard those positions on the other end. So um I'd say Meteors will be coat holding on to her or some different you know defensive schemes. Um, Meteors probably a bit deeper, so they might have an advantage. Plus, the experience of being there last year, won last year, you know, which is obviously huge. Um, but yeah, I'm expecting a, a really close game in this one.
2: That that was the thing. I went to that quarterfinal, um, Meteors versus Oblitz, and Oblitz had Sophie Stondon. And they, put, uh, they started with Andrea and then they put Helena on. Helena had a face mask, I think she had a fracture on her face. And it kind of struck me as the game got on, it was kind of obvious that meteors are going to go ahead, that if they do face Cavan, who's going to mark Emma? Because Emma, can she can go inside and she can probably, they'll probably struggle to guard her a bit because she's so strong that they might pick up fail trouble and then really struggle because... They're probably one thing. Meteors probably don't have. They have a lot of depth guard wise, but they don't have a lot of bigs, so that could be a massive factor as well. Could this be? Could this be an upset, Niall? What do you think?
1: It definitely could be. Like you know, like Emma Colen on your team. I don't even really want to call it an upset if, if, if you know you got Emma on your team because she's that she's that good. Look, you know, um. So, like I do, I, I do give Meteors the edge, but I think Kevin could definitely do it, and I wouldn't even call it an upset. I would say I'd be 40 Meteors. You know.
2: Yeah, I I'd probably be similar uh starting with you again. It kind of depends on Emma's ankle. Um I don't know if she's fully back yet. And then as well with how Meteors Defender, um I suppose me, the one thing I was really impressed with was Meteors did make a lot of shots, obviously, versus Oblets. So um if they can spread the four wild and, and catch up shots, they should pull ahead. But I think it'll be tight. Um so I've given a political answer if I'm going for Meteors in on that one. Uh under twenty we have Waterford Wildcats versus Liffey Celtics. Um Claire, I'll go to you on this one. Any thoughts?
3: Yeah, I think this is going to be a cracker of the game. Um, a few will probably be hurting from from losing out and they're under 18 But those few players that would play both under 18 and under 20. So, you know, they'll be ready and prepared for this game. They beat Glamire in the Um But on the other side, you have Wildcats with Sarah Hickey and Caitlin Glockner back from injury now. Um they beat Limerick Celtics in their quarterfinal which was they only won by eight in the end but I would say on paper that Wildcats team are, are very strong um with both of those girls playing lots of minutes in the super league level and getting more and more experience and you know getting better all the time so um yeah I'm looking forward to watching that one for sure um I think yeah any team would with, with say Hickey on the team I I'd probably give 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 it to Wildcats for this one
2: no what do you think
1: yeah, let echo really what Claire said. You know, obviously, Sarah, phenomenal player. She had a bad, well, she had a bad concussion there um, a few weeks ago, and I know she's been managing that coming back, so but she seems to be back nearly playing full games again, like, so if she's fit and healthy. You know, she, she's somewhere like him at all in the, in the elder 18s. Like, she's just a player who can do it all. She'll really, she, one of the best offensive rebounders in the country, probably, of any level, like, you know, um, senior or junior, like, just like, and that's a really hard thing, defend against you know it's not like you can't really to stop a, an offensive rebounder they're just out hustling you and working you and getting those putbacks and that once so she's always going to put up points and then caitlin glockner missed the first month or so of the season but it's good to see her back now and getting minutes of super league you know so like they have someone there who can get sarah the ball and who can play well uh as well so like waterford are going to be very strong but again like when you look at luffy like and uh, there's a lot of gears in luffy you're playing super league you know, Kelly, Clara Boyce, uh, George O'Malley, Neve Sherlock, they're all in the Super League panel. Maya Party. Um, But who I'm really impressed with, actually, at Luffy, is um, Katie O'Sullivan. So I, I had never seen her play until... The first time i seen her play was at the Euros last summer for the under-18, Tommy's U- under-18 team. And usually, like, you'd see the player come for you under-16s, whatever, and she wasn't a part of the under-16 panel for whatever reason. I like think she came over from on Luffy, so when the first time I'd seen her was the Euros, and I was like, "Who's this?" Like, you know, she caught my eye. She's like, "This, this girl is good looking." I was like, Claudia, I know, "How do I know? How do, you see this good?" And I don't know who she is. Like, you know, that's what I was wondering. Like, you know, um, and then I was chatting with Charlie at Luffy and he's been super impressed with, her um, in the Super League panel this year and what she's been doing, and he reckons she's a, a star for the future. Um, so like, it's another one of those games where it's sort of maybe depth against you know talent, like you know. Like, left people with anyone probably at Sarah Hickey's level. um. But they do use the depth and they do use probably six, seven girls who are all, like, getting training with a Super League team and playing week in, week out against Americans and top players. So they'll have to have a good game plan to stop Sarah Hickey. But if they do, they'll, they'll have the depth there. But, you know, stopping Sarah Hickey is not an easy task. Mm.
2: Katie, I got the chance to see. Uh, the first time I saw her was the Under-18 National Cup round Last year, she was with Ongar, as you said, and I was like, hey, Who was this? She was a serious player, and um, she bet. Ongar were playing Klesser that day with, with Carl's coaching, so um, he was impressed her that day. So she has impressed, I think, a lot of people around the country. And I, just a note as well I forgot to say with the under 18 Givey Celtics game, it was Kelly Bracken's first game back. She uh, hurt her ankle again, so hopefully she is back fully fit for the under 20 game. Uh, Paul, any thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, I think this one is, is probably where i go different to my other picks in terms of i've kind of gone for the squad depth over over maybe the individual uh talent but i i just don't think you can bet against sarah hickey you know she is as now said about emma being a being a force like sarah sarah is a force like you know she's been playing at a high level for a long time and, and um She's just she's just so impressive to watch every time I see her. So um although Liffey obviously, you know, have those eighteens coming up, the Clara Voices, Kelly Brackens and, and Maya parties and obviously like still have Neve Sherlock and, and all those there as well, like there is a lot of depth there and a lot of really good players like Sarah and Caitlin together I, I just think are a are, are real force so I, I think it'll be a very close game but I, I don't bet, bet against Sarah Hickey so
2: don't. yeah I think I'll side with you on that Paul the Sarah Hickey effect um I'm gonna go with them it's you mentioned Caitlin another girl I was impressed with um got a chance to see her up close in the Brunel game in Cork uh Orla forget her surname or, like, or, or uh, yeah, or Dilali, or, or uh, I forget. I've, I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, did really well at Super League level. Just f- uh, filled her role in well and did well. So she's still under 20, so um, she'll be interesting as well to see. So I'm gonna tip it to Waterford based on um, Sarah Hickey um, Brunel versus Claster the next game. Um, Niall, I stick with you on this one. Um, any thoughts? Yeah, like
1: we've already talked a lot about Brunel um in the are their production factor of players at every level, you know, like Ava Walsh will be playing up at this level. They have Rebecca Saxon there, Rachel Lynch. They're unfortunate they've lost a McSweeney. Um, she's had an ACL injury, so she's probably out for the whole season. Very unfortunate, her second ACL. And she's, like a, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal title player. She's like, sort of like a money Adele, the way she plays. You know, she just like pushes the ball aggressive, gets the basket, but just like really unfortunate for her and Brunel but at the same time, Burnell are so deep, you know, like most other teams couldn't lose a player at that level and still fancy their chances, but Burnell, will because of the, the depth of their talent. But again, the Colester team, I've been really impressed. Like they've um, got a lot of girls who are playing big minutes uh, or playing playing in the Super League squad and, you know, playing in the Super League for a couple of years now, you know, on the team, like so Bree Shelley, the Walsh sisters, um, Sarah Courtney, Leanna Turner is probably their, their best player, I'd say, maybe, or most, the most impactful player that's um jermaine turner's daughter for you know the people who know the old super league legend jermaine turner um and she's a phenomenal player um so i think this is a i think this a be a cracker game um losing i see sweeney is is big for brunel um for, you know and like the clash team are looking good and a lot of gears too so i this is this is probably the game out of all the games where i'm just like 50 50 i'm just not sure who's gonna win this one you know um, if Izzy was still playing, it probably would Brunel. And again, the home court advantage, you know, will be a, a boost for Brunell. But this clash team is super talented, a lot of gears and Super League playing minutes and contributing. So, yeah, it's going to be a a cracker. I reckon.
2: You're sitting on the fence a bit.
1: I'm literally just exactly the on the fence. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Um, I'll go with classer because I went Brunel with the lower bottom next, so I'll go cluster as well.
2: Uh Paul.
0: Yeah, I, I think like I have had a good wrap-up there of it. I think obviously losing Izzy is gonna big one. I think too one of the big factors will be, you know, all those young players playing up as how the eighteenth game goes and you know, either way how they how they bounce back from it, you know, either from the kind of highs of possibly winning that and getting through the final refocusing on another task or possibly, you know, if they don't come through um, dealing with that disappointment and, and being able then to go into the twenties and, you know, if things aren't going your way, then uh, do nerves kick in? Is it going to be, you know, two games of the weekend? So I think that'll be, be a big factor. um, and then, yeah, like obviously Clester, those girls have been playing up on, on the Super League and getting decent minutes. So that's obviously going to, going to help them. So yeah, I, I again I'd be very close, very hard to to call this one. I, I think maybe just because you don't know how that factor of, of playing the eighteenth game beforehand is gonna go, I, I might just go towards Clester, but that's it's anyone's game.
2: Claire
3: Yeah, like what the, the guy said there, um I think both teams had big wins in their quarterfinals, about right? thirty points um, so you know are kind of building momentum coming into this um, as they said the girls that probably three or four players on both teams that are playing big minutes on the Super League and actually the it's the exact same fixture for the one of the women's Super League semi-finals Colchester and Brunel so no doubt all the Colchester and Brunel fans will be there and there'll be a great atmosphere um, and yeah Izzy is a huge loss for for Brunel but they are Still very deep. Um, Rebecca Sexton, Rachel Lynch, Ava Walsh. Then on the other hand, you have Leonani uh, Turner, Sarah Courtney, and Bree Shelley, who, you know, will be on the the Super League team for Cluster as well. Um in their game. So hard one to call. Um yeah, I went to it Brunel under 18. Um, I'm gonna go with Brunel again, again here. I think I think it is gonna be a very close game. Looking forward to that one too. Um but Brunel, being at home, um,
2: yeah, I'm going to vote Brunel. Yeah. I think with that um, that game as well, a couple of the girls who aren't on the Super League team are playing the Intermediate Cup on Saturday, I think. So, um, I could be wrong, maybe it's not Saturday, but they are on that Intermediate team. So, um, yes. that'll be another one. But I was very torn about this one. Got a chance to see Brunel under 20. Rachel Lynch was there. They Because Emma wasn't playing for Cavan, they didn't really have anyone to guard her. So... She had a massive effect. Um, but I'm gonna tip it to Colester. Um, I just think with Lilani, uh, potentially with the under eighteen game the day before, I think Rebecca Sexton has shin splints as well, so she's not fully fit. Um, I'm talking to her two weeks ago, she might be fully fit by the semi final, but, um, I'm I'm gonna go with Clesser. I'm a dub as well, so I may as well stick with stick mm-hmm. with Dublin team. Um, I'm gonna to go to Division One. Uh, a team we've already talked about w- uh, with Emmet O'Leary and Cavan, East Cavan Eagles are. With um or against defending champions Dublin Lions, um this to me could be another cracker of a game. I'm hoping to catch it before going to the Balintongal game. Um, Claire, I'll stick with you. Any thoughts on this Division One clash?
3: So, Dublin Lions and East Cavan Eagles, yeah. Um, so quick look at the um the league standings in Division One uh, before looking at, at the cup. Uh, Ties and interestingly, the top three in the league are at the moment are Killarney, Temple, Logan, Swords, and none of them are in the, the Cup semis or as in the Super League. The top three, you know, are featuring in the Cup semis. So that just shows you the kind of the magic of, of Cup, and it's really a one off game that kind of anything can happen. Um, You know, bringing your, your A game once off, and, and you don't know how far you'll go. But yeah, for the um, I think. Uh, I looked up as well the last league tie, so between them and East Cabin Eagles won 71 60. So um, that was played in the middle of October. So probably learned a lot from then, both sides. Uh, so I think this one's going to be close. Um, I think Dublin Lions have a lot between their Americans and kind of the younger players coming through, like Emily Smith, Gillian Wheeler, Kira Ke- Wheeler um on the other side you have the toland sisters um they seem to have strong americans in the east cabin eagles team as well um so yeah i think it's going to be a very good game i think both teams have learned a lot from the from the league clash in october but i'm gonna go with um east cabin eagles for this one
2: paul am i right in thinking that the Both of those teams have kind of experienced a couple of ups and downs this year, kind of tough runs. um, But they're both obviously very talented. Um, Am I right in thinking that?
0: I think to be honest, uh, like at the start of the year, I think everybody had Lions kind of tapped as one of the favourites within the league, and they were obviously disappointed with the the start they've got. uh, They got off in the league, but they've kind of come back strong recently. Um, I think you know, Calvin To me, have been extremely impressive. Like what, what Maeve Coleman has done with that team is uh, is really really impressive. Like you look at the few games that they've lost. So, um, we bet them up there in Calvin, but it went to overtime, and we only won by a few points. It was a real real tough game, and they came back and and uh, I think it was Emma actually got fouled on the last second, hit the three free throws to to send it to overtime, and um, and then. Uh, as well as that, like, they only lost to Temple by two points away to Temple 2 So, like, uh, even though they've only, like, they've lost three games, you know, two of those, one was overtime, one was, and both were, like, close by a single score. So, like, I think Cabin have been extremely impressive. They're really long, really athletic. They're so tough defensively, like, really, really hard team to play against, and um, and obviously, the three Tolens have a huge impact, need shooting. We've already spoken about Emma and obviously Kira as well. So, the one issue I think maybe that that um, leaves them a bit weak is just foul trouble. And um, they may not have the, the same level of depth. And then, obviously, because they play that kind of high intense defense, if they do pick up a couple of early fouls, that could be an issue for them. Now, to be fair, I was at the game against uh, Lions that they played. Um and I think Neve had four files kind of halfway through the third, and she was trusted to stay in, and she didn't pick up the, the the fifth and finish the game. So, um, that that is impressive that you know they can have that um that bit of discipline when they need it. I suppose the Lions, I think they probably have the two better Americans, like uh, Sydney has been has been impressive one two players in the month and uh, Sophia Wooden-Mere as well has also been quite good Um, and then obviously they have huge squad depth you know we talked about the wheelers um, and Tyrone Evan can give you some good shooting Emily Smith you know these are these are really good players so I suppose from a from a depth point of view they have a little bit more but what they really need to figure out going into this game is is their defence that has kind of let them down a little bit this year and then obviously getting more out of their Irish players because they've relied heavily on the two Americans, so I think if Rob can figure that out, they they probably have the depth and the talent. Um, but going into the game, I think Cavan have been have been slightly uh more impressive. So it's a really I think it, has, it will be a cracker of a game because I as I say I was at that game that they played and it was really intense, really physical, and uh it was um it was it's going to be good. I think down there,
2: Nile. No.
1: I remember chatting to Paul and he goes, did you, see, did you see the double lions cabin game from the weekend? I was like, No, he was, I just put it on like, uh, you know, intense is the word, like, you know, it was there was bodies everywhere, they were just beating lumps out of each other, you know, which was great to see. Like, you know, it was a like, really competitive, really close game. Um, and semi final probably be no different, you know. I think Paul did a really, really good summary there. Like for Kevin, you've there are two Americans, um, Sexton and Robinson, who are, you know, are producing and doing well. Um, and then the, the three tolls are averaging like 30 points a game between them, you know, with like 10 a game each. And it seems in every game, one of the tones have like 18 or whatever, like you know, and in a different game, a different toll. It's like whack-a-mole you shop one <laughs> a different toll and hurts you, you know. So like that's that's hard, you know. It's I think they've got they they probably double nine is probably more depth across their squad, as Paul said, but I think I think you having a more depth across their starting five, that makes sense. Like, you know, they have like more scoring across their starting five, whereas Dublin Lions, a lot of the scoring comes from the two Americans. Um, and the likes of Emily Smith, you know, with like she's capable of having big games. Um, and I think Dublin Lions are going to need to have someone else step up with like a double digit game, scoring game, they won. Um, someone who maybe has flew a bit under the radar, who I think might, is potentially could do that. Um is Queva Gilligan. Um, so she's missed the first month and a half, two months of the season, I think. She had a bad, she fractured her ankle over the summer. Um missed the Euros. So some of the the clubs mightn't be aware of her in the in the league, you know, but she's like a really talented offensive player. She's only played four games this year now, and she had 17 and one, fifteen and and then she didn't score null or two coming back from injury, you know. But like she is that player who's capable of scoring like double digit points. And she can do it in a transition. She can hit step back three. She can go to the basket, take contact and finish. You know, she's one of the most like sort of like offensively diverse players, probably, um, young players coming through. So I think Lions, I think Lions going to need someone like that, or Emily Smith, or somebody step up, make a few frees, you know, get a couple of fast breaks. and think like, you know, they take the pressure off the Americans, doing a lot of the scoring. Um, but you know, Lions won it last year. You know, Rob has a great record in the cup. Uh, and there was a lot of games last year. Like they, they were not favorites, they won it last year, um, by any stretch of imagination. And they did it, and there's some great cup performances, and they seem he he gets the gears really up for the cup. Um, and they, I remember like he was coaching to you in their under-20 team last year, and they lost like a double overtime game in the semi-final, it was one of the games of the weekend down in Dublin, down in Corkshire And it was it was actually the last game, it was like the whole weekend. It was a double overtime up in Gladmire and every it was, it was like five o'clock on a Sunday, and you think everyone wants to go home, but no, no one wanted to leave the hall was packed, you know. Um so like he's been there, he's done it. Um Kevin this is not tough one. Um like I could see if either team won this game, I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Um, but I think probably the consistency of the Kevin scores across the five probably I'll, I'll age it towards them.
2: I've been tossing and turning in my head about who I'm going to pick for this one and I've probably changed my answer twice listening to you. I am thinking I'm going to go with Lions just with the experience of last year. I was at that game. I think um, Emily Smith went off in that semi-final yeah. and then they fell out in the first overtime and they really missed her in the second overtime. Um, I think Sydney inside, I worry how Cavan will stop her. Um so I'm going to go with Lions but again I wouldn't be surprised if Cavan did win it. Um maybe extremely experienced so they could edge it out there. Um but I think that's going to be a cracker of a game as well. Um Niall I'll stay with you Oblitz versus Limerick Celtics. Pretty sure both first semi-finalists um this year I don't think they've ever been this far in the competition. Yeah
1: well Limerick Celtics have a good success and Underage you know, competitions over the past few years, the and national Cups, you know, with the females at, and boys and the girls. Um, so now they've got like a senior team in there with a woman. Um, and it's one of the young players who's like leading the way. Um, Lucy Devoy, she's at, like 20 and 31 in the two cup games, I think it was, you know, and she's another like at the start of the season, she was a bit um inconsistent, but she's really hit her stride recently, and um, she's just like a handful to like um they'd stop because like the way she scores like she makes a lot of what coaches would call bad shots but she can make them so like you know so she'll score with a defender hard off her she'll have to get she'll drive metal and do like a spin and fade away and hit it do you know what i mean like shots like that are the shots that if she's making those shots there's not much she can do you know unless you want a double team or something like there's not much else she can do because like she's just like making tough shots and she can She's shooting three really well and she's pushing the ball really well. She's really developed over the past few years, been involved with Irish programs. Um, and then they have their, their two Americans, too, Samantha Coleman, really, really good shooter. Um, Sai Murphy and say Ethan Morrissey brings a lot of energy, really good defender, can push the ball. So like the Celtics team were a bit up and down in the league, um, but they've been really flying in the cup. Um and then Abbas too a bit similar as Claire pointed out you know it's not that the team's the top three in Division 1 it's teams from scattered across the league and like Abbas just have you know well the big thing for Abbas is that they have uh, Larry Mace you know who's played at the highest level in Ireland who's like, capable in any given game of giving you 30 points so like that's going to be a big thing for Limerick Celtic to stop uh, Celtics will usually play a 2-3 zone but like if she goes off you know, all of us are capable of beating anyone on on in any league you know, and they are Beretta to the um, Spanish gear. Um, both teams. I uh, just actually Celtics did a great one the weekend too, uh, and like the Celtics, run, the cost being tough. You know, Temple Logan Huskies and the, the two good ones. So I think I'm gonna go Celtics this one. I'll get shot for saying that. I've been down here, Limerick, Eagles coach, but look, I've got to go Celtics.
2: Claire.
3: Yeah, um, I'm gonna go at Limerick Celtics for this one as well. Um, I know they're gonna have to stop Alary Mays, um, but I think Limerick Celtics have more threats as they pointed out about Lucy Devore. I've been really impressed with her uh, performances over the last couple of seasons. I think she's a really big offensive threat. Like she can score in a lot of different ways. Um, so. Dynamos are gonna to have to to stop her as well. The South Edwards Murphy and um, their Americans as well stepping up. So yeah, I was impressed with their um quarterfinal win over Temple Oak and beating UL Huskies as well before that. So I think they they've had a good um run of games in the cup that they'll kind of give them some confidence going into going into this matchup. Paul, what do you think?
2: Yeah, um I think the
0: one. There's a couple of different factors with both teams. Um, I think we've talked about young up-and-coming players here. I think one to mention on Oblett's side is Sophie Staunton. Like she is she is something in the making. Um she's been very impressive in terms of the minutes she's got um at national league level. Like she's still she's only under 17. Um, you know, had a great under 16 um with the Irish team last year. So she's somebody that can hit big shots and can be consistent. Um and I think that could be true cause issues for Celtics and um, because they play that 2-3 zone. So if Sophie can can hit shots, obviously they have to find a way of, of stopping Allery because you know she just comes up big in every in every game that um they need her for. She was uh, really impressive. Um we couldn't we couldn't figure out how to stop her in in the first round and she she was um destructive. So you know Celtics will have to find a way of dealing with her, but you know. If Sophie comes on, if she hits some shots, and then obviously Kira White obviously coming down from, from um are you last year, um, she is a good shooter. She maybe hasn't found the consistency yet this year. But if she can hit shots and Sophie's hitting shots on the other side, then that might force Celtics to have to to change tactics defensively. Um and then maybe again with with the kind of depth within Celtics, you know, they normally maybe only have kind of eight seven eight in the rotation so if they have to go to man and pick up some foul troubles it could cause them issues. I think from obelisk point of view I was looking at the game um that they just played I think two weeks ago. The one thing that would kind of worry me from an obelisk point of view is that Celtics were scoring so much inside. So like I think Amy Buckley had double digits and um, Michaela the other American was in double digits scoring inside as well. So if they can do that while um, while Lucy and Samantha are pulling up from three and, and consistently hitting them, that could be a real issue from the Oblets point of view. So if you can stop the, the leaking inside and then you can you can somehow slow Lucy down, as Neil said, there has been games where she's been inconsistent. It's not very likely in a cup semi-final that she will. She normally turns up for the big games. But if you can do that, that might give Oblitz, um a bit of a chance. And then again, it's all on Allery um, and those other players stepping up. I think if I had to pick, um, although I'd like to see the team that that knocked me out, knocked us out, go all the way, um, I I think Celtics are probably the team um to to edge it. I think.
2: I bet against Oblitz the last day, but I'm going to go for them today. Bit of a Cinderella story, maybe, but I think as well. Berta played with Templo. I want to say they were in the cup final the first year back with COVID. Um, so she bit been experienced there as well, on top of who are they already have I've spoken about Sophie, and the. Um, under eighteen game. I know this is a very different level, but she's really impressed so far. So I'm going to join the Cinderella story, and hopefully, Oblits make the final again. Another Dublin team, um, which is swaying my vote. Maybe I'm uh, going to move on to the Paddy O'Connor uh semi final. The first game on Saturday, I think, is about half one. Uh, Father Matthews versus Liffey Celtics. Uh, Claire, I'll go to you.
3: Yeah. Um. I'm looking forward to both semi-finals and super league women. I just I think both of them are equally hard to call. Um looking at this one, I'd say a few weeks ago, I would have been definitely thinking Liffey. Um, and they could still kind of win, um, not easily, but lately I've been very impressed with Father Matthews. Um, I think they have a lot of well, they had it, probably a disappointing result last week. Um over Brunel only by one point. They led the whole game until until the six seconds to go. But um, I think they'll take a lot of confidence from that game and how you know Brunel are top of the league at the moment. Um, and they were with them right till the end. Um, so yeah, I think Father Matthews with Grania and Niamh, like they probably have more they have more experience than anyone else in uh, the Super League. Um, women's semifinals definitely um, so they're going to be up for it they're going to be ready and prepared uh, there's no doubt and I think their American has been excellent in the last few games and, and Shannon Brady another excellent player a big, uh, very big scoring threat under the basket Um, defensively you know they're long uh, I think they're going to be a tough matchup to Liffey um, Liffey only have one loss as well they're they have lots of threats on the floor, especially with Rachel coming this year as well. I think defensively, uh, she's a huge addition to them. I think Cato Flaherty is shooting the ball really well. And then you have Sorka playing well, Anya O'Connor playing well. And they're American, so they're very deep as well. But I just think Father Matthews are going to throw everything at them. They're going to be intense. They're going to be ready for it. And um, their league matchup, actually, they played it once in the league. I think it was up in Liffey.
1: And
3: yeah. um, I don't know if he won in the end, but I think Matthews were ahead at half time and, and you're kind of looking at the result or the, following the score thinking, well, wow, this game is closer than I thought. So I think there's there's no way um, that Matthews are going to get the momentum easy and I think it's going to be a very, very good game to watch.
2: Uh, Niall, any thoughts?
1: Yeah, it should be a good game. Um, Claire did a, a really good job of um, summing it up. You know, like Father Mappies probably had a disappointing start to the their first three games, but then they went in the run and won five out of their like six uh, next six. But the only loss was that was that lovely game, but that was in Dublin. You know, this is in Cork, and that was a close game, as Claire said. Like, Louie lost their most recent game to Burnell. Like, it was it was a game they were probably in control of most of the game and winning. It was like a crazy end of that game and. Bernal did a great job, you know. But Luffy are a very well balanced team, you know. Like it's like you look down their roster and like they've got they've got everything. Like they've got they can push the ball. They've got size. They're defensive shooting. You know they can play fast. Um, a lot of people who can step up and score and Sorkis having a phenomenal year as a point guard, running the team, running the show, getting people shots, and then having big scoring games yourself. You know, triple double recently. So like, Luffy do you have a lot of talent, but? You know, um, Father Matthews of like, the wires who have, like, so much experience cops throughout the years. And, you know, they're just, like, you know, busting to get one more medal, one more one more a National Cup. And then they've Pat Price in coaching now. And you know, that 0 free start, it's hard, even no matter how good a coach or what talent you have. When a new coach comes in, new players come in, and you're doing a new system and stuff, it just takes time for the pieces to fit together and for people. To, and, and that's happened for them, like, you know, so, like, they're in a much stronger position now than they would have been at the start of the season. Um, Pat Price against carl Bride—that's a coaching mismatch too in favor of Matthews. Um, so like, yeah, home court advantage, Pat Price over Carl, and an experienced Adware. So I'll give us one day for Matthews.
2: Paul,
0: sure, Carol, Carol, love hearing that from Niles But um, yeah, this is going to be a close game. I think you know maybe on paper, you know people are are would think you know left your favorites, but you know the uh, both Claire and I put out. Uh, Two compelling cases why it's probably a little bit closer. I think Liffey obviously had a an awful start to the year losing uh Kira Bracken. You know who would have been a huge uh, part of that, but as Naya said, Sorka stepped up into that kind of point guard position. So, um, from Liffey's point of view, I just think the two things that kind of one obviously that game Claire mentioned it was close, but um Rachel didn't play in that game, so I think that will have a big um will have a big uh factor or being fit again I think they're the best three point shooting team in the league obviously and the best free throw shooting team in the league I'm numerous times commentating in, in cup semi-finals and cup finals we just talk about free throws <laughs> and uh, the impact they have on the game so I think with that and the size inside of O'Connor and um, and Rachel I, I I probably would tip um Liffey but as um, the guy said between Pat's experience and, and the two dwyers, you know, you can you can't write them off, especially at being in Cork. So it's gonna be a close one, but I think I I will edge towards Liffy.
2: I think Carl has a drill where if they miss the free throws, they run. So maybe that's why their their free throw percentage is, is so good. I I would agree with you, Claire. I think until that game last weekend, uh the Brunel game, Father Matches, I would have said Liffy. But because of the, how well they did that day and probably the factor of Pat Price Carl has won it a National Cup and beat Glamour massive win uh, in 2020 so I think I'm going to tip it to Matthews I think it's going to be Liffy could easily would easily take take the win but I think it'd be a lot closer than maybe people would have said maybe a couple of weeks ago I think it could be a really good game Um, I think the experience of the Dwyers and Pat Price just kind of edged for me a little bit Um, we've always said we were kind of saying before Um, and Conor Meaney mentioned it last year you know the big factor in cup games is Irish players Irish players stepping up and I think the two of them with all their experience could be a difference maker but in saying that I Rachel, having Rachel and Sorka I'm really changing my mind here as I, as I speak as I'm going to stop very soon but speaking to Sorka I got a chance to interview her a couple of weeks ago and like they're massively motivated to maybe even do the treble this year um, because she did that coming into the league and they can see the experience there but I'm going to stick with father matches uh, for this one but Liffey could, could win it so slightly political answer on that one and finally the game potentially of the weekend uh, which was predicted on the men's episode uh, Brunel versus Clester Claire, I'll go to you on this one uh, this could be a cracker
3: Yeah I was going to say that I think this is going to be the women's game of the weekend absolutely and I'm I'm absolutely on the fence for this one. I just don't know. I think about it one way. I think, yeah, Colester are going to do it. And then you think about it, no, Brunel are going to do it. Like, it's just so close. I think it's going to be an absolute cracker of a game. Um, So I think Brunel, one loss. Colester have two losses. Very, um, you know, both of them doing really well in the league. I think Brunel's only one loss is to Colester. That was away, but Adel was injured that day. So, but Chalester will, you know, um, take confidence from that knowing that they've beaten them already in the league not so long ago. Um, Colester have had an interesting run in that they had a very close game, surprisingly close game in the first round against um, Mystics. Um, they won that one just by, by seven points in the end um, and then they beat Meteors convincingly come in the quarterfinal recently. I just think Cholester have lots of threats. Um, if their three point shots go in, I mean they proved in the in last year's cup final that they're going to be very very difficult to beat. Um, if they have a good uh, shooting day, um, and then they have of course the threat of Claremilia, who oh, she just makes everyone around her better, better, and so nice to play with her. But um, She's just a massive threat, and Brunel are going to have to find a way to stop her or reduce her points and, and her presence on the court if they want to win. Um, the Americans are doing well as well. And Eva or Leva, she's cracker, she's brilliant shooter as well and very strong player, very strong defensively. So, as well as their younger girls coming in, I think they've lots of threats um but I think Brunella having a brilliant season Um, just the intensity and aggression that, and the leadership, I suppose that Idel brings as well as, I think that they, their two Americans this year really suit them that they're very athletic. They kind of fit right into their style of playing, up-tempo, kind of getting steals, getting away layups. Um, I think is playing very well. And then equally, they kind of have the younger girls stepping up. So oh, I think um, there's, Nothing in it really. Um, I absolutely can't wait for this one. And yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. I'm interested to see what 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 the rest of you are thinking.
2: Okay, the very political answer and pass it off to somebody else, Paul.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't think you
0: get much more out of me. I I think you know it is. It's an extremely close game. Like, you know, trying to call this, uh, there's been a similar. I've kind of gone back and forth of advantages from each team and trying to figure out, you know, what it is. I, I suppose, like, with, with Clester, you know, obviously, um, winning it last year and then then hadn't Claire Media, you just think, you know, they should be hands down favourites. Like, you add Claire Media to a winning team already, then then um, that should be it. But obviously th- there's something about Brunel this year. You look at that Father Matthews game and, and coming back with uh, Edel hitting those uh, two quick threes and and then the um Lauren hitting the free throws to, to win the game. That there's something there. I think the one thing I like about Clester, I went to watch their game against Waterford in uh oblets earlier in the year. And the one thing I like about them is just how long they are, but also the, the three point shooting, which Claire touched on too. I think Leva and, and obviously Mimi-Clark, you know, if they get hot from beyond the arc, like that's that's really dangerous because they have the size inside as well, and you know, you're trying to stop Claire. But then equally, you look at Brunel and you look at Edel Thornton and, and the year she's having and and um, all that. It's it's extremely extremely close. So um, before I I give my pick, I think I'll, I'll, I'll hear what my last says. Well,
1: glad, glad glad you value my opinion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like last year in the final, I said I wasn't going to bet against Claremilia, and that did work out so well for me, you know, because Cl- I was Clarester, had the upset, like you know, and then she she's joined Clarester now. And- Claster obviously like they've only had two losses all year, and they're both close losses. And pretty much all their wins have been like comfortable double digit wins, apart from that one in the cup against Galway, you know. Um. So, but I think is a sort of team that they're not. They don't. They don't live by the three and die by the three. But like when they're hitting their threes, they're going to win. You know, when they're hitting their when they're hitting their deep shots, they're going to win the game. But if they aren't going in, then you can beat them. Um and you know, whereas Brunel, I think you know, the Brunel will probably attack the glass more. As, as Claire said, they're both Americans. They're very athletic. They get steals. They get offensive rebounds. They, they push Adele just attacks the basket. They get ball and ball. You know, just goes straight down the, the towards the rim. Like, um, and Brunel gonna be home in court, but like you know, it's the sort of game. Claire could come out, make 15 threes and win by double digits, or you know, those threes might go on and then it might be Brunel could win by double digits, but I don't think it's going to be. A double digit one i think it's going to be like a last minute one point game someone's going to make a big play or make a big shot um uh this, this is the lower one where it, it is like it is like almost a coin toss because when you do the talent Like you know the americans or the american and european for cluster especially a leader probably can't see each other out and then you have like claire and adele and then this crap of young players but the cluster also mm, i'm just Yes, yeah, I'm seesawing back and forward here. I'm going to go with Brunel and Cork from court advantage, getting the win by a point.
2: Okay, right. I went to actually say when I was talking about Liffey-Celtics and Father Matthews, I predicted Waterford in the quarter or the quarterfinal round and then Waterford American Waterford's American leaves and Sarah Hickey gets a concussion. Yeah. So hopefully I am not... Uh, predicting any bad luck on any of these teams. I think with this one, for me, one of the points was the size that cholester have inside. Brunel can't really match it. Like they've Claire Amelia and then they have uh Keowa Waters Walters, I think is uh how pronounce her name. Like the two of them inside, I think they have Lauren Holman kinda of, um going against the bigs, I think I think that was the matchup that they had um that game in Dublin a couple of weeks ago. I was there and Adele wasn't playing, so I think that's another point and Paul we were chatting before we recorded Leva was a big factor last year uh, in making shots in that final um but I'm really torn I think I'm gonna edge it to Clester but this could be over double overtime this I don't know I think this could be really really tight um It's really killing me having to make a decision here, Uh, Claire. I'll I'll go back to you, seeing as you pass it off.
3: Yeah, like I think if Mimi shoots the ball well and Leva shoots the ball well, I mean Claire can shoot the ball well. Then yeah, I don't know. It's just on the other side you have Lauren, Idel, Danielle. They can all shoot three, so I think a high-scoring game and probably less than five points between it, but for the winner, um. I do think it's going to be the game of the weekend, like as Brunel Brunel showed really in that last league game against Matthews down the whole game. And like, they're never going to give up. And, you know, great teams find ways to win at the end. Like they're down seven with a minute to go or something. And you're thinking, how did this happen? You know, they win win the game. But, you know, great teams do find a way to win at the end. But on the other side, you have Colester um, defending champions. Um, They have threats all over the floor. Maybe just that experience from last year from being there as well, and then adding Claire into the equation who has won a cup um before as well. Probably have a little bit more experience. I think if they go to get a good start, get some um scores early, like some, some threes fall for them. Um I think I'm gonna go with Cluster, but I think by less than
2: five points. Okay. Paul
0: Yeah, I think. You know, when we talked about just that size inside from Clester. And then if, if those shots fall as well, then you know, you Brunel are going to 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 have a real job on their hands to, to try sort uh, sort that. So I think I'm going to edge towards Glester, although, you know, same as, as uh Claire and Nile, it's gonna be extremely close and, and could go either way, but uh, I think I will, will edge towards Clester. So
2: Okay, Brunel are going to be gunning for us now after this. After this, this one. Oh
0: yeah, I'm working in the hall, so I, I probably won't be welcome now. So,
1: well, just like based on last year, like if I didn't pick you, e, it's probably good news anyway, so wouldn't be too stressed, out, you know.
2: <laughs> right, that is it for the women's semi final preview uh, uh panel preview. I actually meant to say at the start, this is recorded December 20th again, like the women. Lot or er, they like the quarterfinal one. Lots of stuff changed by the time we recorded and posted. It, so hopefully things do not change, or I'll go mad. Um, and I know there's another round of games to go before the semi-finals. But guys, thanks so much for your time. I'm really looking forward to the weekend, and I hopefully see us all in Cork. Yeah,
1: looking forward to it. Thanks, Orla.
2: Sounds good. Thanks, Orla.